you're putting posters out saying, I'll work for free. Just give me a cool project. I need to get published in New York <laughs> Times. Let's do this. I love that version. We should go with that. <laughs> Hi. Hello. 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 Hello, and welcome to Architecting. This is a podcast about the lives of architects. About the people and stories behind the buildings that we see around us and the images that brought them to life. And with the very international world that we live in. This show will purposefully be local and narrow. Only focusing on the Colorado community of designers. Hi, I'm the host of Architecting, Adam Wagner. I'm a Denver-based architect. I'm married to an architect. I have two architecture degrees and I've worked for a dozen different architecture firms in three different countries. But for these last five years, I've been rooted in Denver, where I am at Open Studio Architecture, and I teach at the University of Colorado, Denver. I love connecting with, with other designers and learning from their experiences. Now I'm broadcasting these stories with the goal of creating a stronger local community. So that brings us to Architecting's first interior designer, Heidi Mendoza. So Heidi was an early supporter of the show, someone who I hadn't met before, who reached out and uh, commented on some of our episodes. I I looked her up and was was pretty interested in her background and inv- invited her on the show to um, hear more. So as as you'll hear in this in this episode, Heidi has a pretty unique career arc. Uh, she grew up in Finland and tried her hand at business school and then TV and radio broadcasting. Uh, She was also in a band for a while and lived in France uh, before moving to California and completing a degree at the Interior Design Institute in Newport Beach. So uh, Heidi has has navigated the design field as a working mom uh, with less full-time industry experience as others. Uh, But through this, is really building her practice and engaging with the, the Colorado design community and, and business concepts uh, in some interesting and, and innovative ways. So with her project, she's, I think she's really taking her kind of innate Scandinavian design sensibilities and merging them nicely into, into our Colorado context. And I know the audio quality in this interview isn't great. <sighs> I'm working on that. Anyways, Hope you enjoy Heidi's story. Does that work? It does. I just have to figure out. I got this stand, and how does this? How is this going to stand there? <laughs> you, okay. you had like prepped it all perfectly, and it's I on, know, and, and then yeah. <laughs> how are good. you? Good. Yeah, I'm really good. How's your How's your day going? Pretty good working on some projects and and it's been a pretty mellow day. So are you at your are you at your home right now? Yeah, I work from my home office. Nice. It looks yeah. like some good uh some good light in there. Yeah. Good good working space. Yes. Ah, nice pictures. Oh yeah, it's, that's my family. <laughs> You, you 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 put pictures of your family up so you can say okay I, I can see you you don't need to come in and interrupt me while I'm working to exactly yeah. that's exactly <laughs> it yeah I well, love what it, you have there I some models yeah threw up some old um, grad school models in in my uh, 
my recording studio, which is my kitchen pantry and my coat closet here. It's like okay. it's a nice real setup small space. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was having a meeting with uh, some people from my work the other day, and they thought that I was like in, in a bathroom, a little powder room, sitting on a toilet having a meeting. But it's about the same size, but okay. it, works, it works pretty well. for Yeah. yeah. And that's what they thought you were? <laughs> yeah, come on. Come on. I know. Yeah. Uh, well, thanks for coming on. You know, this is nice. You know, we've we've never me. met. Uh, we had a, a nice little short phone call yesterday mm -hmm. where I kept kind of saying like, okay, don't tell me too much. Don't tell me too many stories. <laughs> I want to, let's get this, let's get this on tape first. And uh, yeah. yeah, but uh, no, no, I, I was just... freaking about the technical stuff and then you assured that it's not that difficult and you were right. Yeah, it always seems seems hard but we get it get it to work yeah but uh no yeah you know i i, I you know i'll say I'm, I'm saying you're you're the first interior designer we we get to have on the show and and uh you know it's a very architect focused uh mm -hmm. but i, I want to it, it will be designer focused and kind of built environment focused so yeah thanks okay. thanks for being the first one and trying it out yeah, yeah, I feel very special. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nice. Well, uh, yeah, since I don't know you, who who are you? Who, who's um, Heidi Mendoza? Who's Heidi Mendoza? In two, sen in two, in two sentences. It's two like sentences. a it's like a it's like a design school prompt. You know, like what's the idea in two sentences? Yeah. Okay, um, I'm interior designer, mom. I'm Finnish. Um, what else? Uh, INFJ personality type. Ah. So introverted, intuitive feeling. And if I read correctly, I approach life thoughtful and imagine with imagination. And nice. That's Heidi. So, <laughs> that's Heidi. Perfect. That's the. That's one of the most distinct, like uh, clear definitions that we've had. I like that. Okay. So, so let's talk about, so, you know, I, you, you, you kind of comment on some of our, on some of the stuff and uh, just some really nice, nice comment and engagement. And I, 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 uh, I definitely like stock a lot of architects and designers. And so I jumped on your LinkedIn and, and I was just impressed by the kind of varied background that you had. And it seemed like there'd be some good stories. So let's, let's dive mm -hmm. in. So you, so, so yeah, you, so you said you're finished. So you were born in mm -hmm. Finland. Tell me about yes, that. Yes, born and raised. I was born and raised in Finland, so like 30 minutes north from Helsinki. And I was in my 30s when I moved to U.S. So I moved hmm. to Orange County, California in 2001, lived there six years, and then we moved to Denver or Castle Rock. So what, so that's really, there's a lot of interesting things in there, but so grew mm -hmm. up outside of Helsinki. So what is, mm -hmm. is it, what was it like? Was it still a, a fairly like kind of um, urban situation that far out of Helsinki is it, or was it kind of more rural or what was your childhood more rural. like? Actually, Järvenpää um, is the city that I grew up in. It's very similar to Castle Rock. I think the, hmm. the uh, amount of people live here is the same amount. So it's, it's a small, small town. But I um, worked in Helsinki, so I was there a lot. 
And Helsinki, well, I don't know if you ever been. It changed quite a bit in twenty years. It's it's a very, very much a metropolitan small one, but yeah, no, I haven't actually. It's one place yeah. I haven't got to. So how, how's it how's it changed? What was it like? What was it like growing up there for you? It's more, I think, the archi- Well, when you grow up in Finland, the design is kind of woven in everyday life. So you, um, everything has purpose and function, and and the architecture is has been pr- prominent, the, you know, throughout the years. But I think it it's become more interesting. It, there's a um, um, lot more new um, built. So I think architectural-wise and design, it's it's become a long way. Hmm. That's really interesting because it because it was like because at the turn of the century, it it was pretty progressive there, right? When you had like mm-hmm. kind of the Eliel Saarinen kind of things going on and the kind of twist on yeah, where they're getting into early modernism and then obviously with Alto, right? Like yeah, was, so when you're talking about the design that you were interwoven with what 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 was it was it kind of an alto kind of sense or was it like something older well i would say alto and and mm. I, I feel like in every it, it's i don't know how to explain it but everything is design is just a big part of part of the culture um, and, 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 I, I wonder if it's the introvert too that we make everything um and it's a small country, so it's it's very convenient. I love when I go home, the airport is, you know, you walk in and out and everything is super well-structured and, and you kind of, it, it, it doesn't take you hours and hours like I feel here or anywhere else in Europe where you walk hours to get out. It's like, we are very, how do you say, everything is very practical and, and that's how I think it's like everything is designed. Yeah. And was it, was it, I mean, obviously this is long before you, your, your yeah. time, but like, was, was Alto a real kind of watershed within the culture or was he just the most famous kind of uh, designer internationally? You know, like what was his design sensibility? Uh, was it kind of part of this group and this culture before him and he kind of elevated it and then the, the, the culture and the countries like held on to that, you know, or? Yeah, I, I think Aldo is still very much present in, in, you don't have to go just to museum to find it or. Right. And, yeah. and it, 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 he provides in, inspiration, too. I actually enjoy when I go back home. I usually try to go around August, towards the end of August, because we have the Helsinki Design Week. And while I, you know, Saarinen and Aldo are the, the icons, I enjoy seeing the upcoming new designers. And I see a lot of influence there, but also... Um, them bringing new elements to design and new kind of like the the architecture is more it's getting away a little bit from that alto era too and that's kind of been the last like like that, yeah. that's been the like the last like 20 
or 10 years kind of like 10, a real I shift would say finally 10, like yeah 15 years yeah. there is a very cool i have to send you email that link after this it's called lulu it's it's a word for for sauna when you throw water into mm. whatever that word is in english so it's a restaurant and it's it's like partly hanging over the sea and it's like a big terrace and it's restaurant but it's also a public sauna because we just have to incorporate sauna in everything like we have a fer- <laughs> we have a ferris wheel in the center of helsinki that has the usual like what are those little things called where you sit and one is champagne par and then there's sauna it has oh, really? two people in it yeah it's, it is it's a, crazy. It's a, a sauna car there you go. It's a sound yeah. car, yeah, and it's <laughs> functioning, and, and we are crazy people. So Lulu is, is kind of like a gathering place. It's public sauna, and then there's a restaurant, and the big terrace where you, you're kind of over the sea sitting there. And it won an uh, international award for architecture last year. It's a very cool building, but it's not something, you know, it, it's not like Aldo or... Because a lot of Helsinki is like half... Uh, from the era when we were part of Russia, or then the super minimalistic. So that's, I guess, what I was talking about is more like what Lulu looks like. It's. Um, yeah, because yeah, who's that by? Who is the architect on that? It, was it? Uh... It's all the architects, and then actually the designer is a friend of mine who went to school in Newport Beach, California, same time with me. She worked, I think, little, like seven, six years with Gensler, moved back to Finland, and she was the designer for that, so. Hmm. Who was the architect? Aldo Architecture. Okay. So yeah. it's, it's, yeah, similar to Alva, Aldo, uh-huh. the same. That's funny, yeah. just a little twist. So, yeah. uh, so what did your what did your family do growing up? What what was your kind of setup? Was it design based as well? Yeah. No, entrepreneurs and that's why, you know, my life has been kinda of like zigzag between um art and other careers. So I went to business school and I get a got a degree on marketing and uh accounting. And I think it was my last year when I realized that this is really not <laughs> maybe my forte. And I have already applied to a broadcasting TV and radio broadcasting school. And my uh, accounting teacher told me that, yeah, that's probably going to be more <laughs> for you. And, but I did work in the, as an executive assistant for 10 to 12 years, both in Finland and when I moved to U.S., and I did some voiceovers there, and I have a funny story. I did a uh, little radio program in Orange County for a kaleidoscope company. It was called News from the Strange. Strange. And I would read stories of really stupid criminals. You know, the ones that will go rob a bank with ski mask on, but forgot to remove the ID tag from work that has their name and phone number or whatever. I would play music in between and then would tell these stories. And and then I lived in France for a little bit. I went to travel and tourism school and, and lived in southern France. And then finally I gave in. Like I've danced in a cr- uh, groups and sang in a bands and done artistic stuff. And then I moved to the U.S. I finally gave in. And I went to look at this 
Interior Designers Institute in Newport Beach and took a certificate course and never looked back after that. And yeah, so how did, how did you get to Orange County? What, that's, not a, that's not a real uh, <laughs> uh, the easy oh, move no. or oh, logical. Okay. Not just like I decided one night that, hey, no, it's a, it's a usual story. A girl meets a boy. <laughs> <laughs> So was he was he an American guy who who was in Finland or Yes. Yeah, no, yeah. no, he was actually here and and we met and then after a little bit of long distance relationship I came to visit and then decided to stay and yeah. And you're like, We don't we don't need saunas here. It's just always nice. There's no uh yeah. What what yeah, kind of a, it's what kind of a shock outside. to the system? Yeah. What kind of a shock to the system was that? Was it or was it pretty natural for you? that move um it was the cultural shocks were like nothing major like carpeting <laughs> when i walked i was like there's carpeting everywhere we haven't <laughs> had carpeting since like 70s so checkbooks so it wasn't really anything <laughs> major other than that i was like ready for california living and so then design so mm. you, you, you had all these different, so, okay, so it was business and then it was, it was broadcasting and mm -hmm. then, and then you had music in there. Mm -hmm. And so it was like, <laughs> it was like further away from, from art and then it got closer and closer. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, and, and then, yeah, design. So, so what was that choice like to, to finally, as you say, like give in and go and apply um yeah i had a friend who went to the same school and then obviously growing in finland you have to be interested in architecture or hockey or formula one like that's those three things i'm kidding but um i always loved fashion design and architecture so um then I went to visit the school and took the certificate course. And, and so I didn't grow up with designer mom or architect dad or, or mm. anything, but um, I had a lot of friends too that are um, industrial designers or are in graphic design or something. So, so, so it was what always was, part of yeah. my life. And so what was that program like then? You know, I, I know architecture programs fairly well, but it, was it was it a degree in interior design? Was that the degree or yes? And, and yeah, was I, it a four year program? Yes, yes. And we, I, it, it was, um, you know, still we had a lot of old school architects, so we did the whole drafting and hmm. doing blueprints. And and CAD was, I think, AutoCAD came on my last year and we we haven't even heard SketchUp at that point so um but yeah it, it was everything you know lighting um design history of architecture color um color theory and all that hmm. well, what uh what did you kind of gravitate towards most and, you know, it seems like a, there's a lot, a wide range of things there, kind of, right? I mean, yeah. 
design obviously is a wide range, but um, what was the kind of influential, most influential part for you? In school, I think yeah. I loved space planning. The problem mm. solving was that it was more like interior architecture. I was in mm. fab fabrics and color came later. Uh, it wasn't love at first sight with those classes. For me, it was the blueprints, drafting by hand, um, space planning. And then I was, I, AutoCAD was my favorite when that finally was an option. Hmm. Yeah. So and more so then, construction documents and stuff. So not that, yeah, more, I guess, the architectural yeah. portion of it. So then what did you do with it when you got out, when you graduated? I graduated, well, yeah, it's, um, I was pregnant the last year and oh. I was, yes. Wow. Yeah. The last year of, of school and before graduating and I had my son before, so it was a very easy pregnancy. I was like, oh, I can do it. Well, <laughs> this was very different. I was huge and I was wobbling on the corridor of schools and I could barely fit between the chair and the crafting table. And my teachers were like, can you please not come here? Like go home and, and we'll figure this out. <laughs> I think I was six or five months pregnant only when I, I already looked like I'm ready to <laughs> any minute. And it, I think my, my teachers were like just more terrified than I am. But um, you, and you already had one child? I already had one child and I was, that's how, that's what happens. They give you the easy one first and then they <laughs> trick you into having more and more. So the, the first one is easy pregnancy and easy child. And, and then you, you know, you, you think this is how it is. So um, my, my husband at the time, ex-husband, so he had um, done a, um, one of those road trips to Colorado oh, really? and he told me that you know we as soon as you deliver let's move to <laughs> Denver and I grew up watching Dynasty so I freaked out I was like I was used to the California you know palm trees and, and <sighs> it you know I thought I'm just coming into this oil state and everybody wears cowboy hats and <laughs> and I think it was for, uh, love at first sight when I visited huh. Denver. I was immediately, I, I knew that was my place. It was somehow like Colorado is more like home. People are, um, I think that it's more laid, laid back lifestyle and, and it's the work hours are not as crazy. Hmm. Like I had some jobs kind of lined up or any interviews and then we decided to move. So that was the challenging part. I realized how big this country really is. Like I come from a school that's, I think it's top 10 in the country. Gensler comes and recruits directly from IDI. And um, when I came here, people knew each other, nobody who knew who I am, my school. And, and um, after years staying home with the child, I was, interviewing and looking for companies and it was kind of hard to to find the, the spot and, and and then 2008 happened so I did two internships and then everything collapsed and 
it was like what I do now. And I kind of started freelancing and doing my own thing. So going on my own was really not my first choice. I'm more collaborative by nature. So. Because when, when did you move here then? Uh, 2006. 2006. So I, yeah. So I stayed okay. home with the, the, my daughter for a year and then. My time frame was 2007 and 2008. That was a few internships, and then everything just went crazy. Yeah. So what? What you? It's it's funny because that's like that's when I graduated as well, like in 2009. You know, getting out at that at that same point and like, kind of, you know, what? Yeah. How how do you become more hardened or more innovative, right? In a in a difficult time, right? You know, I, I yeah. think. Sometimes I'm, I'm, I'm very grateful that I came out at that time. So yeah. you, you had some internships and then, and then you were like, Hey, there's nothing out here. Let's, mm -hmm. I got to go out on my own. And yeah. What Nobody happened? was hiring. Yeah. Um, I was just actively trying to network and meet with people and, and got some opportunities. Um, one was cream cube. I think it was one of the first hmm. ones and it was one of those projects that you kind of go and do that without compensation and you just, I saw the potential on that project and, and I think still today I get, um, it was published in New York Times not that long ago. It's like it never stops interesting being interesting to people. So it was a really good call back then. And I think that is, uh, that sort of opened the doors slowly. Yeah, tell me, me about that. So, so what, is, what is Green Cube? Green Cube is the first Latin lead residential project. It's located in Lohi in Denver. Yeah, who did it? It was... Hold on, well, who was the architect? It's Architectural Workshop. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so how how'd you how'd you get that? You just you're putting posters out saying, I'll work for free, just give me a cool project. I need to get published in New York <laughs> Times. Let, <laughs> let, let's do this. I love that version. We should go with that. <laughs> uh no, I it was a realtor that was part of it, the project, and she was posting I can't remember where the post was and I maybe it was Facebook and I immediately like, hey, I'm here, I'm interested. And then I met with uh, the developer and there was another designer that was involved. Um, she now works at Oz Architecture, I think. Hmm. So, so what, we were... Yeah, so what was the scope of it? We got to do a little bit of everything, selecting materials and, and overall, overall, items or finishes in the home but up, upstairs there was a little loft office and the master bedroom and master bathroom were the main areas but also downstairs there's this cool clean wall so um yeah it, it's hard to say we we're on the meetings and and just very eager and presenting ideas and and so my handprint is a little bit all over that yeah, because that's that that's a very iconic photo, right? With the green wall, and yeah, there and yeah. So you got that, 
and then all the projects just started rolling in and clients just started dropping any money and just success mm-hmm. came in. Yeah. Not quite that way. Yeah. It opened the doors, but it's still, um, it, you have to be active and, and kind of put yourself out there. I think over the years I've worked, I love collaborating with, with architects. So there are a couple of firms that I consistently work with and, they bring me on to projects and then recommendations or referrals from clients. And it was a slow process. I'm, I'm not one of those design firms that took three years and they grew big. It was a lot slower for me. Maybe it's because of the Scandinavian introverted nature or... <laughs> you, 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 have a, you have a lot of fans on here on, on Instagram Live. They're, they're saying you're you're an amazing designer oh, yeah. and lots of people are yeah. the, I I didn't pay them. You paid hey them. Guys, I'll see, pay that's you a good, Venmo, Venmo. Ven, send me your Venmo. <laughs> this is a good tip for everybody, yeah. Just paid yeah. paid plants. But exactly. it but, but it does seem like uh Yeah, talk about your, your, the kind of community here because you know, you you've had these articles written about you and and um it started different um, uh, foundations, right, or organizations like the Creative Collab or the the Douglas County Divas. Like, I mean, you you're you say you're introverted, but are, are, it seems like you're a real kind of community builder as well. Are are you you feel that way? Uh, I can't. You, I am social in a way. I'm not a hermit. It just it takes like that. that it's funny story with the Douglas County Divas. Um, I was one of the founders, but the idea came from these two ladies here in Castle Rock and they wanted me to join them. And, and it was immediately big success. Like there was not a whole lot of networking group for women. Hmm. And we first event had like 200 women and we were not prepared. Like the restaurant had to, you know, at some point close the doors, like we can fit more people in here. But it was really, really, it was exhausting. Like I did it for a year and I'm like, I can't do this anymore. Like you, you socialize and you, we don't have small talk in Finland. It's an American invention. <laughs> so I ne- I, I've learned it recently, kind of how to do it. But all evening from people to people and you, you, at some point I was like behind some fake tree breathing on a paper bag. It's like, can I go home? <laughs> <laughs> but I, it, it, with the creative collab, that's different kind of story. So that was kind of my initial dream is to um, have this collaborative firm where we all equal partners. So hmm. the architects, designers, industrial designers, graphic designers, and because and, that's what I kind of miss in being a sole proprietor. Yeah. Is that the brainstorming, which is huge source of um, energy for me and inspiration that I get to brainstorm with other creatives and collaborate on projects. So that's and how just, that one. And you started that up yourself? You founded that or who, who was, who was part, who was part of that? I found, uh, yeah, I was the, the one behind the idea and then I put the ad on Craigslist and, and now hmm. I know how, HR people have to feel like 500 
resumes come in and I'm there like going through them and found great people, but you have to um, sort of find the people, the entrepreneurial types that are, because I, the whole point was that we all equal and we go out, we market and, and not just work together. And I think after a year, the, the mistake I was, I was kind of forming the, the collab around an idea instead of the people. It's, it's sometimes hard to find the right fit. I mean, they were all great people and great designers and architects, but um, I realized that I'm doing all the work. I'm going out networking, um, all the marketing and, and so. Cause what, yeah. Cause what was the idea? So, so it would be, it would be a company that, that w would have all these employees from different uh, fields or each person had their own company and it was just a loose kind of collaboration. I probably didn't think that through as much as I did. <laughs> so we, we, that's probably why that, why it, yeah. I, yeah, I got started before I had the whole plan together, but um, it was more like equal partnership. Hmm. And I, there were some older and wiser people who told me that that's going to be a very hard concept to do, but I gave it a try and I'm not an employer type. I'm not, I don't want to have employees. I feel like that's such a huge responsibility and I've been listening to all these architects that own a firm, you know, I look up to them and I obviously known them and, and, and how they have found the business um, and how they operate it. And, and for me, it's more like, let's all be equal partners and, and yeah, cause that's, that's a big dilemma, right? I mean, the idea is, that yeah. you, you start a company to be a designer and be a good designer. It, you know, yeah. if if you theoretically, if you're a good designer, you succeed, but then the better you get, the less design time you kind of have, right? The more people management and. Um, yes. And that's the reason why I didn't want to do it. I have to wear all these hats, but I still get to do the design. I'd rather outsource all the paperwork management and be a designer. So. Yeah. And that's, that, I like that idea of the collab, but yeah, mm. the, the realities of it, it seems like such a headache of, of, and then trying to find enough work for each of those small professions and um, yeah, exactly. it, take, it takes the right people. It uh, does. And I, I think that was the, the issue. Eventually when we sort of like realized that this is not working out, we did use that name for, for, like we uh, participated in paper fashion show. Hmm. I'm not sure if you're familiar. The, no. It's um, Art Directors Club Denver is the uh, organizer and sponsor. So you create these outfits out of paper. So it's sort of like a up of thing, hmm. except we use only paper. So we use that as a, our team name. And, uh, and, and then you said goodbye and uh, yeah good luck it's and... kind of like uh, yeah there's <sighs> no formal like farewell party or anything it's sort of just faded away <laughs> and then redesign happened and um yeah and so what was that transition like you know of 
it was hard managing people, but at least you're around people, right? And you have mm -hmm. people to bounce things off. And, and now it's, it's all on you again. Uh, does that fit you? Fit you well? Better? Um, I'm not sure how well, but it is what it is. But then I do, there are like architectural firms that bring me on to their project. And then I get to um, work in their office environment and collaborate with their team so who are some who who's that kind of community for you like what what designers what uh, architects well, obermaya shaiket is one they work on a lot of um actually out-of-state projects hospitality um who who is that sorry obermaya shaiket oh okay hmm. they are on blake street in denver and then I recently worked on the NCAR building, the IMP famous oh, yeah. lab with Vig Architecture. So I got a call from um, David Crooms. Ah, uh, yeah. And he asked if I wanted to come and work on that project with them. And then Stanley Marketplace, Track Architecture, Patrick mm. McMichael. So, yeah. Um, it was one of those stories too, where I saw an, an ad from this photo studio that they, they were looking for like a student designer, um, which means usually there's no budget for designer. And I contacted them and we met and, and hit it off. And, and then Patrick saw some of my design concepts and drawings and he's like, who is this? And then he called me and said, I have five more spaces in that Stanley marketplace. So, um, nice. So is that, so that's, that's true, right? Is that the one? Is one. that one of them? Yeah, what are the other that's ones? That's one of my, uh, from the hip studio, oh, okay, yeah. studio. And then but there were a couple of other retail stores that I was sort of just helping consulting with. So True was one of those projects that I, it's still one of my favorites where you get kind of a blank canvas. The owner gave me a little bit of guidelines of, of the style and, and the product in the store. And then I created the concept and she looked at it and she was like, yeah, that's it. We'll do this. And no editing yeah. or no. <laughs> You're like, are you sure? I, I can yeah. do a few more options. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, I, think, I, actually, I agree. Yeah. I, you know, I, I think that's one of my favorite projects on uh, on your website, at least. It's just the space, you know, it's a nice, clean space to begin with, it seems like. Right. But then, yeah. like, the the lightness of touch that you, you added to it, um, you know, there's a, when you look at it, it just feels very minimal and, and clean. But then when you actually look at it, there's a, there's a lot going on. Right. But it all, it yeah. all works together pretty well. Um, yeah. I designed all the displays and the cast register, the point of sale. Yeah. yeah. And that is actually one that um, when was published in, I got, I got an email from, of editor from DAS, which is a design architect and style. It's a pretty big European publication. And they found me from Ar Ar Archie Lovers website. And then 
Um, I, I have no idea. It was all in, in, in Russian. So I, I'm not sure what it says, but it's a cool two-page page, uh, um, interview and pictures. And, and I was like two pages from one of my favorite architectural firms, Snowheta, that's from Norway. So they designed mm-hmm. the Oslo Opera House. So that was kind of cool when I was, I didn't realize how like a big deal it was until I got my copy and I was like, <sighs> seeing all these, you know, superstars. So it was kind of fun moment. Nice. I like that. I, we, my wife and I actually just put in a um, application for the, for AIA Colorado travel scholarship uh, to uh-huh. just go study eight snowheader projects in Norway, like uh, just oh, really, really a, a real deep dive into snowheader uh, in, in different yeah. aspects of their work. Yeah. Cause I agree. I think, uh, you know, there's such a influential firm of just uh, speaking of like collab, right? Like co-working together so well and and yeah. and rooted in place and concept and and sustainability and um, yeah, yeah. But mm-hmm. I think you know this project seems like you know it seems it seems very Norwegian, you know, in my simplistic idea of Norwegian architecture, you know, but just the the whiteness of it but then the warmth you know is yeah, that it's very scandinavian and i think that's probably that, it was yeah, successful just... because i got to do sort of what comes naturally to me and, and that usually translates to any that, product being good yeah. yeah was that even in school like like uh did you have i guess like did you have to work at that aesthetic you know right like in school were they saying oh yeah you're a scandinavian designer you know or was it a thing that you sort of had to like relearn how to implement right um probably a little bit the school i mean we did different obviously there was different styles that um when you did your projects or presentations um i don't think it was as prominent there but then when I moved here, um, I think just the, the, I'm not back to my roots, but kind of Colorado is a lot more like, like home. So. Yeah. Because and this, then... this client was sort of like, like the fact that that's my background and that was the goal. So that was probably the biggest reasons. And so then did, uh, did Cobalt come after that? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so that, Patrick that again has me that on same... track. Okay. So that yeah. was with track. Yeah. yeah. Track okay. was the architectural firm and he introduced me to the client. So. Yeah. Cause that again, with just like that simple slotted wall and ceiling and the lighting there and, um, yeah it just creates this really nice effect right uh especially down there and and with the integration of the the existing wood joists like that's pretty were were those existing existing space or is that a new space oh for the slab in the building well for like i'm like there's the ceiling joist the choice yeah that was all there yeah that was all there but yeah, yeah it's like so cohesive even in the same warmth of the wood and everything uh 
Yeah. Yeah. That was another fun project where I was given a lot of free um, freedom. <laughs> Is I, I mean, I know it's like a, it, it's, it's kind of in vogue now, I guess, and it's more Danish and Norwegian, but the, the word like huga, you know, is that? Huga, yeah. Yeah, is huga. that? Huga, yeah. Well, I did, I, I, I worked on a uh, ski resort and the border of Norway and Sweden, and that was like the big thing they were trying to, we were trying to hit that, you know, whatever that kind of is, but this like cozy, cozy, like wellness or, or you know, whatever, but uh, yeah, is, is that? Yeah, is that is that something close to like a design philosophy for you, I guess, or is that something it, you can think it about? It is. Yeah, more the minimalistic, cozy, clean lines, uh, nat natural materials. Um, so like Finnish nature, that's my favorite thing when I go home, I go sit in the forest. <laughs> <sighs> And feel my hook get there. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's it's. It, I love also like the Italian modern. You know, it's a little the the Scandinavian almost like design that just happened. It's so natural. Are you talking like like nineteen twenties like uh, Italian modern like that that kind of or a newer? N newer, yeah. Yeah, like. Like who are some of those designers like, or projects? I I don't. Who would be? I don't, Not to it's put like, you on the spot. It's like yeah, don't put. <laughs> now I'm I'm flanking on everything, but it's like you go, you want to go sit at Studio Como, mm. and just sit there for half a day and in the uh, the beautiful Italian you know, furniture and surrounded by that. So kind of probably more of that so what what i'm you know i'm really interested in like the rest of your the rest of your background like that idea of of business and of broadcasting and 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 even music like and, and i think like it had to be a very different experience obviously going to design school uh, older and with a kid right there's probably not yes. that many of them there and so that no. that kind of formed you in a different way and then um, getting this experience of kind of like, in a way, being forced to start your own firm, but then, yeah. you know, and figuring it out yourself. Like, how, how do you think? Do you feel all those influences coming in? Like the 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 broadcasting, the business, the the design, like in what you're doing now. Um, it, it's it's so funny. I should never. I shouldn't even say I went to business school because I struggle with the business part. I think all the creatives. That's nobody's favorite. Like we try to out out. Those are the first thing we outsource. Like out of the door. Um, I don't know. The I mean the music and art. Every everything. They have similarities. So, like dance, the movement. Uh, same with the music, so probably some of that. Um, TV broadcasting, not really sure. I was just interested in so many things, and it took me all these turns to figure out what I really want to do. 
and then yeah. going to school in my mid thirties. It, it, it's actually, I was intimidated first. I'm like, these are all like in their twenties, and how is this gonna work? But there were surprisingly many second career people. There was actually a sixty year old woman, and hmm. she didn't stop at certificate course. She actually went and got an AA, the, the um, degree. But yeah. I think still maturity was was younger. Um, but I got picked a lot for being partners because I wouldn't go to party at Becca's during the week, and I was very reliable mom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think it's interesting. Like, when I went to grad school, you know, I, I took off, like, four years in between, and coming in for with a little more experience versus the people who are younger and and there's definitely mm -hmm. like those pros and cons to to both of those right i mean like yeah. i didn't have a i didn't have a, a kid yet so that would have been a lot more of a con of trying to juggle that but uh yeah, oh yeah it wasn't fun i mean i worked almost full time and i went to school in evenings and then i worked and studied at night and weekends and i that's when i started drinking coffee i was tea drinker <laughs> until i went to design school i would yeah. be at the seattle coffee like 9 p.m having my like that's not you know people don't normally drink coffee that late but uh, i guess if it only drove you to drinking coffee i guess it's that's not too bad if it yeah if it's something stronger than it it could ruin you no that came that later. that came like later the, with the cork when starting my own first start the, yeah the, the wine and shots <laughs> <laughs> no but i think yeah. you know it's interesting the the broadcasting background and mm -hmm. you know like sweeping the internet researching you and digging in it's like it, it does uh -oh. seem like you oh yeah yeah this that's that's what i do i just I just stalk stalk people and then send out emails and see if they want to come and talk to me or or yeah. if they get more creeped out by me but but the but it, it seems like yeah you engage a lot with people uh and in a very supportive way and again with like the the divas and um yeah i mean i think this idea of, of community I'm, I'm, you know, I'm interested in this idea of community for here in Colorado and kind of yeah. what is it, how can it be strengthened and what do you... Well, it's amazing have, what yeah. you're doing now. I love this because I have obviously been stalking the same people that you have and, and admiring their careers like, you know, Blake and, and just great, uh, super talented people, but you never knew anything beyond the surface. You see you know the work and and recognize the names and and i think it's this was a fabulous idea what you're doing yeah thanks. interviewing people and it's such a um relaxed atmosphere and and kind of i'm looking into people are popping in there and <laughs> yeah but you know it but it it takes it yeah. takes the engagement of the people right and like it's especially yeah. easy now at this time with covid where I never go out and yeah, I don't know who listens to this, right? Like it, it could just be me and you right now, you know, uh, yeah. cause you don't really talk to people, but it's nice when people engage and like start kind of building that up. So do you, what, wh who's kind of your community here? Do you, you feel like you have a, a design community within the kind of interior design 
world or is it more with with architects and kind of who is that um it's both i think more with architects because even though you know what we do overlaps a little bit but it's still kind of different scope what we're doing so it comes easier than when designers who kind of doing the same thing yeah sometimes there is i remember um my first internship was in a model merchandising firm and i went to interview and and got the internship and I come home and tell my husband, like, I'm not going to last long. It's 12 women there. Like, how is this going to go? I was so wrong. These are the, these were the nicest. The owner was fabulous and it was such a supportive group. Like they were doing their own projects, but somebody was struggling or needed help and people would drop what they're doing and come and hmm. So, and that's where I probably, I missed that collaboration. And I kind of got used to it for a year, and 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 I realized that I really enjoy working like that. That I yeah. have people that I can bounce ideas back. So I've still I, I stayed in touch with a couple of people there, and and I'm always trying to lure other designers to work with me, so I can <laughs> have my team without having employees, without having to sign their checks. Yeah. Yes, it's scary that you are not responsible just like your own rent or mortgage, but like all the other people's. That's the scary part of it. And I'm yeah. not very boss type. I don't know if that's a good or a bad. That's I'm more like a team worker. Even after being a mom, doesn't that help train you to be a, a stern boss? They were bossing me around. <laughs> they were bossing me around totally. I have no authority. Uh, yeah, a little yeah. bit. My daughter can't even talk yet, and yeah, she's bossing me around. Yeah. Okay, I'll give you this tip. My daughter started, um, I was like, wait, all of a sudden, she, she liked bedtime stories. And then she told me that, Mom, Mommy, I'll read you. And this whole time she had iPod hidden under the pillow, and as soon as I'm out, she starts playing Minecraft. So feel free to call me for any tips when nice. gets yeah. older. It's it's they are clever little creatures. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm I'm discovering that day by day. Yeah, yeah. But so so what do you know? What's next? So what's what's next with your firm? What do you what's the, what's the dream? Um. Well, I really love the meaningful design. So I'm thinking with this COVID, like how are we? architects and designers are going to design this society so when things shut down they don't shut down like this like how do mm. we prepare for it? this is not the first pandemic it's not going to be the last one so I think we have a great role in that and I would love to be part of something I'm pretty ambitious and, and the fact that I work alone um, kind of restricts the size of projects I can work on but I'm a huge animal lover, so on my list are like sanctuaries and hmm. uh, shelters, and how designing those will um, improve the environment for for these residents. And then, of course, boutique hotel. Yeah. So there's all kinds. I still have. I don't think I've had the project yet. I think it's still in my future. So, because what are you working on right now? What are some of the exciting things? Um, I'm working on 
a big, it's like a seven square feet residential project. It went, went on hold last March and just came back. Oh, nice. It's going to be ultra modern. It's very exciting. Who is that? Who is that with? Um, there is, I don't know who the architect, it's a, it's a female architect. I don't remember the mm. name. I was just, um, had the meeting about, well, or we're going to have a meeting with her in two weeks. And then Rosewater Construction is the construction firm. And they again recommended me for that project for the client. And then there's a smaller um, apartment renovation. So, so I do both residential and commercial and people always ask which one is a fav favorite and I'm like the one I haven't worked on lately. So now I'm like craving for a um, commercial project coming on yeah. my table next. Well, hopefully with this pandemic hopefully coming to a close soon we can get more commercial yeah. stuff but yeah well cool well you know again thanks for reaching out and thanks for being engaged and it was just fun to meet you and hear your story yeah, so uh, thanks it was fun yeah thank you yeah, have a good weekend you too thanks. we'll talk later bye okay bye thank you for listening to this week's show you can visit architecting.com, that's architect-ing.com, to see images from this week's guest. And please rate and review the show wherever you listen to podcasts. Have a great week and keep connecting. This is Sarah Hubbard, host of You and Me Kid, a podcast about starting and raising a family on your own. We just launched season two, and I'm speaking with single moms, those still considering, and experts in relevant fields to give you a real sense of what the day-to-day -day experience of solo parenting looks and feels like. Plus, this season, I've partnered with California Cryobank, the number one sperm bank in the U.S. So wherever you are in the process, this podcast provides some support, humor, and helpful information. Listen to You and Me Kid wherever you get your podcasts.